This is Reed Tobnheim, and you're listening to UND Football 360. The Fighting Hawks stumble in Boise. This week, they're idle, preparing for a big September 30th matchup with South Dakota State. We're working for you on an off week, and this is UND Football 360. This is UND Football 360, Shannon Schweiger, along with former fighting Sioux All-American Kelly Howe and 2001 national champ Matt Nelson. Kelly's a slave driver. The Hawks may be idle this week, but UND Football 360 is not. No, we still showed up to work this week, boy. And Kelly's like, nope, we're, we're running with it on Wednesday still, so here we are. Anyone who knows me knows I'm a workaholic. Yep, yeah. that's exactly. <laughs> that's the first thing I thought of. That's that's, that's what right. we thought of. And yeah. that goes back to your practice days at UND as well. That's what Tom the coaches Dosh. say. Tom, Tom Dosh will say, you know that Kelly Howe, he is always on. There is no God, doubt. What did he say? Was that on the air when he said that to us when we had him on? Was I think it last was. Year? Yeah, he talked yeah, about your like, practice habits. Yeah. So. Hey, I was going to be there on Saturday. Just don't, don't worry about it. You know what I like, so. Kelly, what I like? Most I, I've heard I've heard your football practice habits, but your baseball days were oh. even better. Your baseball days are what I want to hear about. How many times did I get benched? I don't even remember. But Weigel Scott, our he was actually good at baseball. I was just out there um, being an athlete. But yeah, the the uh, the <laughs> we had the same um, attitude. You want to call it? And I can't. I don't know how many times we got benched. Like it was unbelievable. Like. You guys aren't playing today. I'm like, what? Well, you, you weren't hitting. You didn't hit enough in the cage. You didn't do this. We're like, didn't hit enough in the cage. Well, we look, we walk, a scoff at walk away. I thought back, yeah, we probably took about eight cuts and walked away. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, call, you didn't, want, you didn't want to leave it all in the cage. Yeah, I know. I was warm, but yeah. for the game. it was I'm one good. of those. And then you got yeah. to sit on the bench and chew seeds. Base, yeah. Baseball was worse than basketball, even. Yeah, there was, there was issues in high school, Matt. Had issues. Well, but that's thank right, goodness though. you've come around and become the slave driver. <laughs> That yeah. you are, folks. We uh, it is an idle week um, for the Fighting Hawks on September 30th. They go down to Brookings for a huge matchup against the current number one in the FCS, South Dakota State. Uh, 2:30 kickoff for that. What we're going to do for you today, um, we're going to rewind the 42-18 loss at Boise State. We are also going to have a special guest later uh, in the show. It's Brady Leach, former Fighting Hawks kicker, and. You're going to notice a theme here. We had Reed Tobenheim bring us in. A lot of kicking theme uh, this week. UND Football 360 is sponsored by Rumors, Sports Bar, Grill, and Casino of Grand Forks, Development Homes Incorporated, Thunder Lake Lodge of Reamer, Minnesota, and the Kelly Howe Agency, NODAC Mutual Insurance. And we're going to get right to it. This is the Kelly Howe Agency, NODAC Mutual Insurance Rewind. We're rewinding our FBS trip to Boise and Kelly first of all thanks for sponsoring the segment second of all you said once before in this show when you got a flush of tape you flush a tape is this a flush of tape or are there some redeemables uh, coming out of the Boise game ah Matt Jeez, I'm looking at Matt here. It's not 50-50 for me I I don't think you flush it I think you need to remember this one I think um, there's a we had moments of greatness. We got everything we wanted, but then I think the mistakes that we made in this game, I think we need to learn and remember them. So they're, you know, we don't want to forget about 
the missed opportunities that we had in this game. We wanted to like kind of gnaw at these guys yeah. and not at us. Like, no, we're better than this this game, and this was a winnable game where we want to remember that going into – no, we need to prove ourselves the rest of the season. That's not who we were. That's not who we are, and we can elevate ourselves and be a championship team. I, I said that on Twitter. I said, you know, the t- I, th- I think last year I did it after Southern Illinois. Southern Illinois was a kind of a disaster. It was hot down there. They they looked lethargic. They just were slow. Okay, right. So everyone that, was, that was a flushable one. Yeah. yeah, that one I think I said flush it. Yep, yeah, yep, flush it. So I said, hey, calm down, everyone. They're going to come home. Missouri State, Bobby Petrino, they're really good. I go, this team's going to look totally different. They're going to beat them. You know, and sure enough, I mean, total different team. What he put up 48, 49 points, something like that. Um, I'm expecting that down at Brookings. They always play well down at Brookings. They'll be a completely different team. Snaps will be figured out. We'll touch on that in a little bit. But don't worry, folks. Everything will be all right. And, and you know, as part of that, uh, if you take the pulse of the fan base from social media, and that's, that's where the fans are, I think that attitude is what the fans have taken, too. They go, hey, that was a winnable game. Out in Boise, a lot of positives to take out of it. Luke Skokner um, is back. I mean, that's a positive. Bo Belquist, the catch, the 41-yard catch, uh, might have made him some money. Um, Tommy was un-Tommy-like, but as we said, so he's Tommy-like for 38 of 39 performances. There's going to be there's going to be an off day, but but I think even the fan base, everybody's excited about this opportunity down in Brookings. Well, it's good to get right back on it again. You know, it would it probably wouldn't tell them a lot if uh, Murray State was next week or Indiana State. Well, okay, we know you're probably going to, no matter how you play, you're going to win those game, You know that game at home. Right, and I think having uh, the top team in the country right now and playing yep. them at their home turf uh, I think is good for us, especially because, wait a minute, we have to – Learn from this. We have to remember it, but we have to refocus and get dialed in here because we got a really good opponent that we have to prepare for. Yeah, as good as the last one you played, as so good, I, you know what? Or maybe you, better. I would, I would probably say the SDSU is maybe even better than well, Boise State. Right. And, and you know, their their standout um, Ashton Genty, who was available for the game, they were they were missing a um, running back, but their standout Ashton uh, Genty, um, forty three yards on sixteen carries. The inside. Um, the Hawks tackled in space. They didn't get hurt by chunk plays. Those are things you got to take away from this. 100%. I, yeah. They gave up 42 points, so it's going to sound insane to say this, but it, that's because it got away at the end again. The defense wasn't playing that bad. No. Nope. Okay, they were exactly. put in bad positions. They kept get put in the third quarter. They kept bailing the off. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that's what, what they you want. Turnovers. I mean, they yeah. just kept turnover, turnover, turnover. Right. They were active, flying around. Ripped. They ripped the ball out one time. Tipped it another time for an interception. That's I, such a great I, thing to see. Yeah, that's what you want good. out of a defense. And that they, they were like, I saw a team that wanted to win the game, and you know we just didn't we just didn't mail it in. Uh, oh, FBS school, we're just out there for the money. No, we were, we showed up to win this game. Um, things just went a little sideways. But, but yeah, the defense just kept on keeping us in that game. And that's what a good team has, is that when the offense is off, defense is going to step up and bring you back into the game, and vice versa. Sometimes defense is off, offense, okay, you need to carry well, the load. We saw that last year. Right, yeah. yeah. And so sometimes, it's, sometimes both are on and you have a shutout game. 
Well, and there's a lot of pivotal moments. Um, early in the first quarter, there's a scoop, scoop and score for the Fighting Hawks. It was clearly a fumble. It was blown dead, so it's not even reviewable. Again, not blaming the officials, but you go, you know, if you're going to win these games and you're going to get the momentum, um, those things have to happen in your favor. And then we had um, we had a dropped interception um, as uh, the Broncos are going in. And then later in the game, we had um, what might have been a dropped interception. I think the receiver was kind of there. He might have interfered a little bit too. But we had another dropped interception, which was in the red zone. It's either going to be a pick six or it's going to be a red zone possession. Right. Those were big plays. And I, I've i said it over the years, and big players make big plays in big games. I don't care. Tackles, I don't care. I mean, linebacker, I guess I care if you make tackles. But safeties, corners, whatever. Tackles are blah. I don't care. I want big plays. Okay, I want guys that just all of a sudden don't do much or all of a sudden, bam, huge play, turn the game. You know what I mean? Those are the kind that win games, and we had our opportunities, and those interceptions were the big ones. Oh, geez, those would have been big. Because that first one, I believe, was a 0-0 when I, I yep. Caden Coppinant went off his hands. Mm-hmm. He made a great break on the ball. So he did. I'm not mad about it. No. I'm just saying, and let's, let's remember, too, not an excuse. I believe he was looking right into the sun. So, I mean, we don't play outside. You, you don't know what he saw. I mean, right. geez, that sun was bright. <laughs> it was a perfect day in Boise. He turned, you know, he cut in front of it. It hit him up by the face. So trying to catch a ball right in front of your face mask, that's hard. It was a bad spot. If that, if that thing's a foot lower, it hits him in the chest, he just cradles it and runs right out of bounds. Boom, our ball is still 0-0. Right. He dropped it. It was a rocket. He, you know, not a big deal. But those are the ones where when we come at pregame, we said, hey, Got a clean game. Got to take advantage of it. You know, take advantage of your chances, that type of thing. Kelly, you mentioned the weather, and I was looking at the game notes. Um, I was not there in Boise. I was a TV watcher. But uh, when you mentioned the weather, the wind was listed at zero miles per hour. Um, We live in the Red River Valley. Has has it ever been zero miles per hour? I don't think I've ever seen that before. I don't think so either. There was this one night. (laughs) One night. this summer. (laughs) (laughs) Nine at night. It kind of... (laughs) So but it, it was so it was perfect. Six, I think that's 64. negative wind. It's negative one mile an hour. Isn't it? Sixty-four right. degrees and zero. I mean, just perfect um, football weather. So you know, we saw a lot of uh, a lot of good things. We mentioned um, that Luke Skokna was back. Gavin Zebarth. Um, you know, Isaiah Smith uh, did not play. Um, I believe he was dressed. I thought I saw him on yeah. the sideline. But it was probably precautionary. We got a lot of football left to play. So that meant Gavin Zebarth. Featured back for North Dakota. Look good again. Look good. Yeah. Power. He's he's becoming the inside guy. We we needed who we needed to know who's going to replace Tyler Hoosman. Now we know we know who's replacing Tyler Hoosman. Isaiah can also do that a little bit, but yeah, he has that. Isaiah has that ankle deal, and it's going to be around till he graduates. It's just one of those things. He's got an ankle that rolls, so happens he's out a week or two, or he's hobbled. Whatever we'll take, well I'll take him on the roster and deal with a ankle right. once or twice a year. But yeah, it was uh, the inside zone game. I, I pointed it out on Twitter is solid. Yeah, we are getting a nice push. Cade Borud and those guys in the middle. Every They're time we nice ran game. it, what three four yards? Every yeah, time? and Donnie seemed like it. Donnie yeah. Ventrelli recognized yep. um, as as a, a guard of the week on the on the all yep. performance. Uh, team this week, so great performance from our interior yep. uh, linemen. I got I got a question for you guys, um, and again, you look at stats, and and you know nothing can lie about a game like stats. Uh, but Tommy Schuster sacked six times.
times? Were they coverage sacks? Were they? Um, wh- how do how do you view that stat? Oh, geez, without breaking down each one, which I'm sure the team did, uh, half and half. Uh, I would say, you know, the the one, the strip sack, he's got a, he's trying to make a play, he's hanging on, he's hanging on. You got to throw it. It's just got to be gone at some point. He knows that. I mean, we don't, we're not breaking news here. I said last week, I caught some crap on Twitter about it. Um, you know, I'm never worried about Tommy. I'm never, well, I'm not. I'm still not worried about Tommy. He just didn't play well. Bubba even said it in the paper. Now, I said it right after the game on Twitter. Twitter, you know, everyone saw he didn't play his best game. I came out and said it. You know, he didn't play his best game. I said it in the review. Bubba said it in the paper. So if your head coach says it, all right, hey, you know, they know. He just didn't play that well. He got caught up. He was probably chasing points. You know, as soon as you're chasing points, now you're now you're getting a little uptight, right? Trying to make a big play. And, yeah, I think, Matt, I mean, I'll let you expand on this a little bit, but um, it seemed like the first two weeks he could make guys miss pretty easy, right, to do his little shimmy. Mm-hmm. Well, this week these guys were a little faster. A little bit faster, a little bit better. I think, yep. you know, FBS opponent, obviously arms and legs are going to be a little bit little bit better than what we're no- normally used to obviously against drake yeah. you know I mean, longer that, athlete long right exactly and then yeah when you're put into a position you know the the we'll talk about the kick kicking game but you know you go up you make a nice long drive uh you go up you're down seven zero and then all of a sudden you're still behind you have a nice long drive it's kind of you know it affects your psyche a little bit. Now you're still playing catch up. You're still behind, yeah. even though you had a nice long sustained drive. You did what you were supposed to do, um, and then just from that point on, it seemed like we were just a little bit out of sync, and Tommy was just a little bit out of sync. Where we're always trying to catch up, and it just the more we tried, it seemed like the further behind we got. Well, and the Hawks are going to work on the snapping situation. Um, In shotgun and pistol formation, the snaps were off all day. They're low, they're high. Uh, That's got to throw the timing off. It certainly does in the plays, but it also has to throw uh, the timing and the vision of the quarterback off when he's worried about the snap. Well, that's that's what I wrote that on at my game review. Um, Low snaps. I'd rather have a high snap than a low snap. He's... You know, he's reaching down at his feet. They were they were a bunch of shin burgers coming at him. I mean, they were shin to foot, shin to toe every time. And he's reaching down quick, grabbing them. Well, his eyes go down to the turf. So he, for a half a second, he loses track of what's happening with the defense, yeah. you know, up front, right in front and of him. And if it's high, you can still kind of see with your vision. You yep. know, if you get one, like, just over your head, you yep. hop up, but you still have vision everywhere. Um and, you know, with if you're jumping up or reaching up, you still are mobile rather than, you know, reaching down for a and ball. And Tommy, uh, he dropped the one. Jeez, remember that one on right, right – the one <laughs> middle of the game. I can't remember what it was, but right head high. Yep. Went right through his hands. Ran – that's when I knew I'm like, oh, boy, this thing is just not going the way. It's not our day here. Because now – he might have been so jaded by that point, by the low ones, and worried about things and catching up well, and making it, plays, and we got to get back in this. And all of a sudden, he the snap goes right through his hands. You know, so that wasn't Cade Bowroot's fault. Yeah, you know? when you're getting one at your you know ankles all game, and then all of yeah. a sudden, oh wait, it's right perfect, right. and you're not maybe maybe he wasn't expecting it. Whatever the psyche is at that t- point in the game, where yeah, you're trying to catch up. It's it's. Uh, you know, that part of the uh, football really does have a compounding effect. When it kind of starts off 
out of sync like it did in this game, it just kind of starts to snowball a little bit. Now, we did a good job in certain areas um, to try to catch up in, in this game, but it just seemed like we got got behind early. We had a hold-your-breath moment with Jeffrey Griffin Jr. when he came in on offense. I think they were going to throw to the big guy is what it looked like. He got taken out um, at the knees. Kelly, we're going to have to talk about that play because, you know, you cannot do that. Um, again, I think contact might have been made high and then down, but a little bit scary to see our, our starting nose tackle uh, taken out at the knees on, on offense. Yeah, especially with the way he's playing. Yeah. yeah we if, they, if those things are going to happen, Oh, he needs to be done being fullback. Okay, I don't, I don't need him at lead fullback. I need Jeffrey Griffin at nose guard. Okay, and he's doing a heck of a job. He's a warrior and just battling, punching, clubbing the old day nose guard that we used to play with. Matt right. Schulte and their right, stuff, yeah, right. ripping, clubbing, and just a basically a barroom brawl. I believe some we plays, did use him know? as fullback one time too in a game. How yeah, about, Schulte. How yeah. about oh, this yeah. name, guys? Mark Callahan. Oh yeah. Oh Callahan. my gosh. Was that guy a street brawler or what? <laughs> I mean, biggest guy ever played. Huge. He was good, and he was a brawler. Yeah, and he was good. And that's you know, what that. you got to do. You, you go in and disrupt. That's your job. Yeah, and I want him. Yeah, we need to make sure Griffin's ready to play Nolas. But um, yeah, I just wanted to say, I don't mean to. We don't mean to sit here and say how well UND played. They lost forty-two to eighteen. All right. It was just I want to say to the fans, everyone listening. I was disappointed, number one. Mm-hmm. Number, the word I would use is disappointed. I thought they could we're win the game. We're not mad. We're yep. not mad. Right. We're no, we're not. We're not. I'm not trying to sugarcoat <laughs> it. Is. We it were is. trying to point to the what went well and what should have happened. Okay. The offense, if they played like the normal offense, this is a seven-point game. It's a one-possession game in the fourth quarter. Okay, that's what I think. Because Boise would have changed a little bit. They'd have got frantic. This Boise State team wasn't very good. I mean, that's this is not your Chris Peterson Boise State team at all. We had our chances. It's disappointing that they let it slip away because we got it to 28-18. Yeah. Right. Okay, ten, and ten, and ten all realistically, it should have been 28-21. Yeah. We're, we're, chasing know, we're chasing points. We're chasing points. 28 18 is, is a lot different than 28-21. Had it been 28-21, hey, we just have to score a touchdown and kick a field goal. getting nervous. Boise's okay. getting nervous. We They're got still all the momentum. And it was 28-18 in the third quarter right. where, okay. hey, we just need – and if, if, if we had 21 points at that point, it's like, okay, we need a good stop on defense, guys. Drive, kick a yep. field goal, whatever, score another touchdown, go up on these guys, and let's drive this home. I'm going to throw out a couple more names on uh, defense here. Um, Wyatt Pedigo, Casey Kelly, uh, Malachi McNeil. Pretty strong performances from those three. Active. 100%. They're all over the field. Malachi McNeil got the sack, I believe. The one one sack we got, he got that. Wyatt Pedigo is just an – He's everywhere. He's insane animal out there. He's everywhere. Sideline to sideline. Yeah. Club – I mean, you know what I'm talking about, ripping the ball. (laughs) He's tackling guys, ripping it. I mean – he that's what we wanted okay we we had our podcast at the end of last year right hey we need more on inside backer we need faster we need more energy they just didn't look the part well this is what we asked for Mm -hmm. and we're getting it matt and we our linebackers outside and inside shut down their best running back john john um i mean he was the guy that we were worried about i mean what 46 yards a whole game that's pretty that's a that's something to hang your hat on uh, you know, that we did really well in that game. 
we did, and another name I want to throw out uh, among others, but Antonio Blewett. I uh, saw some really good things out of him. You know, injured uh, coming into the season. We're not sure what the nature of that was, but he's on the PUP list. Uh, Antonio um, had, a, you know, positive performance. Caden Koppinen, um had some stops that were yep. critical at times. That's why they didn't have the chunk plays was, was Caden's effectiveness. Yeah, he's been active too. Very. And, and then, you know, it surprised me a little bit. Not a lot of teams will throw at CJ. They did throw at CJ on a touchdown um, that went in there. He was right there. It, you know, sometimes, fans, we have to point out, um, that is CJ is our best uh, defensive uh, weapon, and sometimes the other team makes plays. Right. Their receivers are good, too. Their receivers are good, too. Yeah, so. and they, made, they beat him. Beat him once or twice. He got a penalty, I know. Would he have liked to play better in the grand scheme of things? I'm sure. Yeah, he would have. Well, we all would. You know, there's, there's games where you get beat sometimes. There's games where you make plays. So it's just one of those things. But Dylan Bacher. Dylan Bacher. Yeah. I was just, he was outside linebacker. Yep. Mm-hmm. Did, he, did he get the interception? Did it tip to him? It tipped to uh, Dylan Bacher. Did he tip? yeah. yeah. He got the interception. That guy is becoming the guy that I talk with, the Hayden Galvinish, where all of a sudden he's in the right spot right. at the right time once a game, where he's making these big plays, you know. He's been multiple times this year. I've noticed him being in there, in on the sack, in on the pressure, the sack, the rolling ball on the ground. There's him diving. You know what I mean? I don't know. I kind of like that. He knows knows for the ball, knows for the game. I guess. I and know. you know, maybe with the Schwensfire defense that we have now, simplifying the game a little bit. It's make it's helping these guys just play football and get to the right spot and active instinctively. Uh, rather than trying to worry about yeah. all the different calls and checks that you have in a normal uh, three-front defense. You know, and then when we go to special teams, um, you know, they beefed up on the coverages. You're putting some athletes on there, and folks, you got to look. You know, there's a lot of people, there's a lot of talk on social media. Why is Bo returning kicks? I get it, but you play to win the game. There was a coach in Kansas City that said that once. You play <laughs> to win the game. Uh, or in, in New York, I'm sorry, not Kansas City. But but the thing is, Herm. yep, Coach Edwards, you, you do um, have to put some athletes on there. Jack Wright on kick coverage and, and show, showing that he was effective. Jamal Dixon um, on kick coverage, um, you know, and Jamal's in the two deep as well. You, you're going to put some athletes on, on those teams uh, so that things are happening. And our kick returners, um, you know, we've had, um, we've had red back there. Uh, Red Wilson has gone back, so so CJ was not back uh, this week on, on kick returns, at least not at the end of the game. I know he might have been earlier. But the thing is, you, you when you have to make plays in a uh, field position type games, you're going to you're going to put it out there. Now, 90% of punts are fair caught, so you got to have sure hands out there. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. But, but you know, Bo can uh, make some plays. We see that weekend and week out yeah as far as punt returns go you bring that up um UND's done that for quite a while they, now when they had Skokna back I believe he would I believe he made some plays like he you know instinctively wants to make plays Bo obviously does too but um back in the day I remember that Josh Seibel would go back he was just fair catching and they just said all right hey we're good we like the way the game's going our defense is playing well uh, offense we feel we're the better team just fair catch thing you know there's two schools of thought there and, and there is, you're always going to take 
a punt return for a touchdown, but there's nothing like an eight-minute scoring drive, too, right. when you're trying to shorten the game. Speaking of shortening the game, I think the the rules committee is going to have to go back to the drawing board on uh, the timing. Um, the first quarter was over under 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, come on, NCAA. We like our college football. We don't <laughs> like this anymore. And uh, as long as they're listening to us, um, let's – put some things in this has nothing to do with fighting hawks football but i'm going to throw it out um as a critique uh let's put some safeguards in so we don't have brawls before games and brawls after games and everything else this is college football we the fans don't like seeing it um we saw it in the florida game we saw it in the colorado colorado state game we you know it's an emotional sport but come on ncaa if this these things are happening before the game Let's get after the coaches. It's all on them. Right. Yeah, and they they pretty much take care of it because if they're going to get if they're going to get dinged, yeah, they'll take care they'll of take it care before of the it. game. But and during the week, they'll take care of it. And here's the thing: we like our game, NCAA. Stop making it look like the NFL's game. We don't want no, that. Oh God! Stop the taunting. Stop the celebration. Stop all of that. This is our game. It's a college football game. It's different than the NFL. Stop with the clock running after first downs. We love our Saturday afternoon. Stop taking them away from us. Amen. Yeah. TV timeouts, too. It's ridiculous. I don't know. Here, here. For some reason, am I noticing more TV timeouts? Long, there are more. Longer ones? I don't know, but we're sitting there, sitting there. I, I haven't gone to an NFL game in years. I probably won't go because I went down to a Vikings game here. It was happens. still in the Metrodome. It was boring. I was boring. bored out of my mind. Like they, Especially if it's a three and out or something. Yep. Because you're coming back from a commercial break. You, they go three and out. Now we go to a commercial break. The next team, if they don't sustain a drive or make something happen, if it's a short drive, boring drive, now we're going to a TV time. I mean, my God, it was the stalest. I don't know yeah. how people go to those games. And, and this oh. was a national telecast. On It was FS1. So yeah. you're going to get more ads than, than when our locals, you know, right. Midco and everything. But, you know, it's just they and, – and there is definitely, because of last year's – fiasco with the length of games but it was the reviews folks we were reviewing every play yeah. this year they don't review anything right <laughs> you don't review anything have there been one yet i don't you and d so. i don't think there hasn't been one has there no i know uh-uh. no i don't think we've had one you know and, and it, it it's really it, it, you know and again as a uh, we have a great game um this goes back a hundred years to when um i took uh football officiating in college yes it was offered at the greatest little Presbyterian college in America. And I got my three credits for it. But one thing that I learned was there are three different games. There's federation rules, which is high school. There is college rules. And there are professional rules. And and it sets the tone for the games. Quit making college football look like the NFL. The NFL is WWE on steroids, literally, and it's a great game, too. I'm an NFL fan. But the, the fact of the matter is we love college football. We love our game. Stop making it look like the NFL. Right. I agree. I agree. I'm not an NFL guy. I'm a college guy. We get 11 a year. We only get five at home, maybe six if we're lucky this year. I think we get seven. Is that next year? Yeah, we get seven. seven but next year, typically, yeah. we get five. Yep. Five home games. Okay, I'm going up to Grand Forks, and I'm attending – I don't want to be back as home no. right, as fast as possible. I want to make a day of it. <laughs> I, mean, exactly I got all the time in the world. <laughs> it's an event. 
football it's it's, it's a it's an event football happens to be the the marquee part of that right. you know think about this uh, when i mentioned um i looked up at the the clock the you know the real time because i had to record part of the first quarter i had some other commitments but the thing is when you look up and it's 29 minutes real time into the game for the first quarter, think about the folks that took the time to uh, go to Boise. They bought the tickets. They flew out. They did all this. And you got a 29-minute first quarter. Right. Um, this is not the game that we love. And, I, you know, I'm going to get off my uh, low horse as I'm at it right now. I'm on a polo pony right <laughs> now because I can't get up on a high horse anymore. Yeah. Uh, but the thing is, um, come on, NCAA, and the coaches are complaining about it, too. They didn't want it. Coaches at a very high level are saying, who asked for this rule? Well, you know who asked for it. It was television. F, right. Television asked for this rule. Right. After the first two weeks, do, how much have the games been lengthened on average? Do we know anything like that? Or shortened. Or, or, or yeah. shortened. I, I think quite a bit. I think they're taking about 20 minutes of real time out. Right. But but it's certainly so taking it's, plays out, and it changes you know, it, it changes the game. One big play. So the actual game. Changes a game. You right, know what? Right. I mean, you take you, out plays. You take out the opportunities. Not only that, guys, so like but the how many snaps are are spikes? Because you never have, you never used to have to do that in college football because the clock stopped on a first down. Now you rush up, you set it, and you blow it down on a spike. You go, this looks like Sunday. Right. I don't want this yep. in college football. Right. Yep. Um I'm all for that, but it's the way it's going to be. Are you hearing us? Left, so, yeah. Are you hearing us, <laughs> yeah. Bill Chaves? Right. Bill didn't have anything to do with it. Are you hearing us, Matt Larson? Um, I don't think Matt Larson hey, listens to us. I wanted to get into the little bit before we're done here. Missouri Valley down a little bit. I'm not. I'm not feeling. I don't know. It's not. Uh, Big Sky seems like they might be uh, battling for the title this year. Yeah, I think it's top heavy. I think those first four are still there, but I think boy, the uh, middle of the pack, they're just isn't. Seem Illinois to be. State lost to Eastern Illinois. Right? Is Eastern Illinois for real? Is there? I mean, I know Indiana State's not good, but Eastern Illinois blanked them twenty-seven well, nothing. So they're two and zero. I'm going to against the Missouri it. Valley this Guys, year. Guys, I watched That's the not first. Good. I watched the first half of Illinois State Eastern. It was a tickle fight. Oh, I mean, it was just, just pillow, pillow swinging oh, all over. <laughs> uninspired, uninspired. Oh, really? It was it was seven seven, I think, at half. And I looked That's at it and the said, way they play, "Does remember? anybody want to win this game?" It was a tickle fight. They just no run in inside zone, inside zone, zone little just, one RPO. Doesn't I, I've work. never been Fun. a big Eastern. Yeah. The Panthers, they are who they are, and you know, if they wouldn't have had our boy that played for the. Cowboys come through. That's yeah. their claim to fame, and that and and who is the former Saints coach flowed through there. Well, um, well and they had Jimmy G too, didn't they? I think you're right. They had yeah, Jimmy G and Romo. They had Romo. Mm-hmm. They had their NFL was guys. Jim, wasn't Jimmy G? I think Eastern so. Order? Yeah, I think yeah. Garofalo was Eastern because yeah, and and then you know the other one. I did watch. Um, I watch a lot of FCS football. Um, Got to tell you, I I love following games that mean something to me and the team that I follow. So. I'm doing my channel surfing. I'm going back and forth FBS. We had the midnight showing of Colorado, Colorado State. Gets even sillier with FBS football because USC and Colorado are going to kick off at 9 a.m. in Los Angeles. I mean, you talk about TV. 9 a.m. 9 a.m. It's it's big noon it's, kickoff. Oh, so it's the same game we played. Same in. game we played, big yep. noon kickoff, 9 a.m. Los Angeles start. Now, you think television is interfering with the game? Uh, of let's, course it is. Let's, de- let's talk traffic getting to that game. Oh, my gosh. It's going to be a nightmare. I mean, how many people are going to be in their seats when this thing's 
kicking right. off at 9 a.m. And they're playing at its Coliseum game, so yeah. big crowd. You know, the there's going to be 85,000 people there. Oof. But the, the reality is, you know, when, when we look at these things and we look at FCS, um, how about Ferris State coming right. in and seven-point loss to the Grizz? Now, we know the Grizz are the media darlings of FCS football, but Ferris State, uh, Division two team, real deal, going oh. into Missoula, seven point game. I knew that. I knew they were good. You know, they went back to back national championships. Yes, but yeah, they're physical, kind of a zone team. You know, they just pound you. They'll pound every team they play at D two up front, and they're. But the way the guy built the team is a, you know, <laughs> FCS level players that he's pulling from. And here's the other thing: he's pulling them up in Michigan. So he's getting guys. There's players around there, right? And right. he's getting guys that the uh, Max don't want, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they look pretty good. They look good. And then are they going to make a jump here soon? For them? I, I don't, don't know. know. You know, the thing athletic is, athletic department. Yeah, and you're in, you're in, in Michigan, them, but, where you know it's white noise out there. Yeah, people, and you've you know. got you you've got all these uh, FBS schools, and I, I don't think they a don't jump. even get attention. No, I mean nobody cares about the Mac in yeah. Michigan. It's it's that's uh, true. Yeah. It's big, blue yeah. Western or, and you, or, you know, uh, Western and Eastern. And <laughs> Western and Eastern don't even get any play on on all of that, and they've had some pretty quality um, yeah. teams in recent years. Well, let's let's talk a little bit about Bozeman. Tommy Malat is out again this week. That could be yeah. a story. Yeah, I didn't hear that. What? Uh, yeah, he's. I, we don't know what the uh, you know the nature of. He went down at South Dakota State. Uh, and their backup quarterback, can't think of his name right now. I want to say Chambers. That might be correct. Oh, is it that same Sean Chambers? Same guy, yeah. And he's, you know, high quality, but different game. He's not a runner. He's not a runner. He's not he's, the runner. He's yeah. not the runner that Tommy Malott is. Um, so Malott's out uh, going in mm-hmm. to this week. And then, of course, the big story, we're burying the lead. Sac State goes to the farm and beats their former coach <laughs> yeah. at Stanford. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. I mean, I, I, for one, will raise my hand. I questioned how good Sac State was going to be. Now, I know it might take time Stanford's, to filter out. Stanford because, is down. Because Troy Taylor left. So yeah. I said, hey, you lose Troy Taylor, that's the brains behind this thing. You're not going to be as good. Well, the players, most of them, that they lost a lot of players. They lost some guys to FBS transfer. The running back went to Arizona State, I think. Jeez, that, that new coach is doing a good job. I mean, I know Stanford, yeah, like you said, they're down. And they, they've been down for mm-hmm. a little bit. Did they get a bunch of transfers themselves in? They I had don't to know that, but maybe they did. Yeah, I mean, it's in a great area for it. Yeah, right, because you know, it, but, you know, uh, well, especially in yeah. in the transfer portal area. But he's he's, he's done a nice job. That assistant was, yeah. was it the defensive assistant coach that defensive coordinator and took over, and believe. when you're at Stanford, you're not going to rebuild as fast in the transfer portal era because you have academic standards. Is it um, Idaho Sac State this weekend? I think I, I saw. Think you're right. I think there's I think big showdowns. So. You know, and that yeah. is the the Vandals are talking big too. The Vandals are playing pretty well right yep. now. Yeah, and I I was the first one. Man, I am not. I, I just got to see it a little more because there's tape out there now and stuff. We'll see if they can sustain it. But yeah, through the first three weeks, they look pretty good. They were beating Cal right before the half. They were either winning at half or then down by one score, and then. Cal took over. Yeah. Second, they didn't score. Idaho didn't score in the second half, but they were looking pretty good, and that offense is explosive. This week's Development Homes 360 guest is Brady Leach, former Fighting Hawks kicker from 18 to 20. Brady, welcome to three UND Football 360. Hey, guys. How's it going? Thanks for having me on. It's 
Great to have you on. Um, Brady, you and I share a couple of things, although it's decades and decades and decades apart. I was a kicker as well um, for Jamestown College back in the mid 80s. But I got to tell you, um, I may as well have been playing with stone tablets. I was a straight on <laughs> flat toed kicker. Brady, have you ever in your kicking career seen a flat toe or used a flat toe? I, you know, in my time, I don't know if I've seen it. I've definitely tried it. And, and it's honestly more difficult than, than the soccer style, I think. Um, I've never tried uh, the actual flat toe. I've just used my, my normal soccer cleats. But that's, that's a difficult way to kick. It, it, it wasn't easy. I'll tell you one advantage that it had was on kickoffs. Um, one thing that, it, that you were able to do was to knuckleball a kick. Um, which was much easier than soccer style. But other than that, I don't think there were any advantages. Um, so again, in our discussion of kicking, which is coming up, I'm going to be very quiet because it was the dark ages of, of kicking, although things like snaps and holds and everything uh, still come into play. Uh, but, you know, the, the difference is night and day. Well, again, thanks for coming on with us today. I'm going to turn it over to Matt and Kelly. We're going to talk kicking today. Hey, Brady, uh, this is Kelly. Uh, not many times we have kickers on. It's a first, I think. Yeah. Well, we're usually, you know, in Brady's defense, we're usually so busy because we are the best athletes. We're always the best looking. <laughs> so our schedules are pretty tight. Um, the phone calls from the girls, they, they just come in night and day. So Off the hook. We don't Off have a lot of time to spend with the media. Right. No, like, <laughs> just like I remember in practice, they would come out, warm up with us, then be gone for right. an hour and a half. Watching, <laughs> and they were watching TV in there. I right. know for a fact because they told us. They just go in and watch TV. You, you want to no. have a... Well, Dr. F or was it Oprah maybe yeah, yeah, at that was, time during practice? Yeah, three, <laughs> Brady, I don't now it's know. Dr. Phil, I think. I don't know what your <laughs> routine was, but yes, we are the first ones out on the field. But here's what my coaches had me do, and this was awful. You know, everybody's getting beat up in practice. Now, I was a, I was a position player for three years, but then my senior year due to injuries and everything, I was just a kicker. Here's what the coaches had me do. I ran the running backs through their hill drills, believe it or not. <laughs> so you got this square toed kicker who's out of shape, who's watching TV, who's not really having to train or whatever. I'm at the top of the hill running the running backs through. You think, you think that was a precarious situation? Brady, you never had to do anything like that, did you? Hey, you know, uh, one thing Coach Costage did really well, he, he kept us busy uh, during practice. Uh, I, I don't know what he would have done if he would have found us in the locker room watching TV, but I'm, I'm happy I never had to find that out. Um, but no, beginning of every day, we had a script and, and we had stuff to do pretty much every period of practice. There were a few where we'd help out the defense and, and run pursuit drills for them. Um, but other than that, we were doing, uh, you know, kind of our own individual drills and, and everything we did, we filmed also. Uh, even if it was just dry, dry kickoff run steps, uh, field goal, whatever it is, we're we're filming it so we can go back and watch it later. So uh, I never never experienced anything too bad, but uh, we definitely stayed busy during practice. Well, one interesting thing, Brady, um, I'd always joke with uh, on Friday practice. You know, we had a very very short practice, and on Friday practice, I'd always take my chances. We didn't run through hill drills or anything, so I'd take my chances and actually leave practice i would just exit and whatever and when the guys would get on me i said hey i got a taper 
tomorrow's a game day. I'm tapering, yeah. <laughs> tapering my workouts. So, right. Well, Brady, we had you on here for a reason. You remember the Twitter discussion we started the other day. Um, you chimed in and answered in. We tagged you in that one, and I appreciate that. It was, it's an interesting discussion. We wanted to have you on because UND's missed a couple extra points this year, but they, you know, when when evaluating it, they didn't miss any last year, I believe. So, right. yeah, so we're kind of, it's not like it's, we got an epidemic going on here, but we wanted to have you on and talk about the logistics, the details of how this goes down, because it's been pointed out by several people. When you watch the game, you can see that um, Brady Stevens kicked the laces twice now this year. And I want you to expand on that in just a second, kicking the laces part. Um, but he's missed them. I believe he missed both of them when he kicked the laces. Now, I don't know. You know, I want you to expand on that a little bit. Okay. Kicking the laces. Let's start there. What does that mean? And in your world, good, bad, indifferent, or explain what happens if you see those laces facing you. Yeah, no, obviously as a kicker, you don't want to see the laces. Um, But myself, and I, I think I said this on Twitter too, but Brady Stevens, um, you know, he'd be the first guy to, to take credit for that and not, not use that as an excuse, uh, especially on a PAT, uh, you know, 20-yard kick. The laces really should not affect your contact or anything of that sort to, to make you miss uh, a PAT. However, it does, it does create that kind of mental block. Um, kind of talking about kicking, I like to relate a lot of things to golf just because I feel like it puts it in, in terms that can kind of make sense to everybody. But um, – obviously you'd rather hit a ball out of the fairway than plugged in the bunker. Right. And you're going to have more confidence hitting out of the fairway. Um, and so the kind of mental side of things can kind of relate to, to kicking the laces. Obviously when you're approaching the ball and you see laces, it's going to kind of trigger something in your brain, um, which can kind of throw you off. Um, and so I think that's kind of one of the things that happened there. Um, and I can kind of, you know, as far as snapping laces straight back, um, this is a new field goal team. Um, I know David, the long snapper, was there last year. I think last year was his first year. Um, but it's a new holder. We were lucky. I had Cade Peterson and Ross Hinders my entire time kicking there. Um, and then Brady came into that as well. But now Cade's gone. And I know I think Simon is the holder now. So it's a new team. Um, and it takes some time to kind of build that chemistry and, and trust each other and get on the same page. Um, but I think they'll get there. I'm not, I'm not worried about Brady. I don't think this is going to be something you're going to see all year. Um, I think they're going to continue to work at it and, and learn from the misses they've had. But I, but from what I know, Brady has a, he has a quick head and he's going to kind of learn from it and move on. So. Okay. So that said now, you know, that it's not ideal, but it's doable type thing. Okay. I understand that now to me, I want, I'm going to have you talk again about, um, it seems there's two, two schools of thought when it comes to snapping place placing it kicking etc um there's either you snap it back there and you know and they get the right correct amount of rotations let's say i think it's two and a half i was told by another special teams coach let's say two and a half rotations on the way back that should get it to the point where the holder just catches it puts it down the laces are facing the correct a good enough direction let's say okay Yep. Or there's the there's a school of thought. I think before Sean Kostich came, they did it differently. I found out they 
they did it where they snapped it, caught it, and just did a quick spin. They either spun it on the way down or didn't spin it at all, if it was correct, but spun it on the way down or put it to the turf quick and gave it a quick twist. You know what I mean? Yep. So there's two different ways to look at this. I think ever since, you know, Bubba and Sean Kostich arrived, the school of thought has been your way. I believe it's the snapper, the holder have to be on the the right page. And now I've been told there's a distance, the distance, you know, seven yards is typical. Is there an adjustment distance in there? If this is happening, that's what I would, can you expand on how, what you guys would do if this is happening in under the way Sean Kostich runs it? Yep. Yep. Absolutely. And so I know I said we typically did not spin. And when I say we didn't spin the ball or the holder didn't spin the ball, that's pretty much only when the ball is directly back. So laces are completely um, in. Um, but if it's to the side, oftentimes I wouldn't even notice if Kay did it. And I think Simon's similar. Where when he catches the ball before he puts it down and spots it, you can kind of make that quarter turn adjustment. It's just so much more difficult when it's fully laces in uh, to get that ball completely around, especially spinning it. Um, just like kicking laces, a kicker does not want to kick a ball that it's spinning. Um, and the way that would happen, I kind of talked about it on Twitter as well, but our operation time, uh, our standard was 1.25 seconds from the time the ball was snapped to when you make contact with it. Um, but oftentimes in games, we're anywhere from 1.1 to 1.2 seconds. So we're super fast. There's not a lot of time for the holder to get that ball down before we're there to kick it. And so spinning can, you know, make that a little more difficult as well. He needs to make sure he gets that um, trail hand out of the way so, so that doesn't affect the kick either um, but there's a few ways you know we, we got our long snappers to get consistent laces um, one the rotations you talked about uh, and also speed um, you know the speed of the snap is big on that too and I think I'm not saying this is why the laces were in in Boise State but you're at an FBS school it's the first PAT field goal snap of the game the juices are probably flowing um, I would venture to guess he, he zipped that back there a little quicker than he normally would have um, you know, with some adrenaline going and things and that can affect it too. Um, you know, these are, these are things as far as distance and rotation and grip, that's a lot of things you do in the off season at fall camp, try to get dialed in. Um, I don't think we ever started at seven in a season and moved to seven and a half at any point, Ross, if, if it was seven or if it was seven and a half, that's what he was for the year. And he was usually pretty good about it. Um, but you can make minor adjustments in the grip of the ball, you know, the starting position of the ball for the long snapper a quarter turn this way or a quarter turn that way. Um, there's just so much fine tuning you can do uh, to, to find that consistency um, each and every snap. So there's a lot that goes into it, but um, you know, coach Costage does a good job with, with the film on things and, and evaluating everything. So whether, you know, in August and fall camp, we have them snap 50 balls and in, in a few different ways and we find out which one's the best. And then we go from there. So if this, if this happens again, Let's say uh, we're down at South Dakota State. It happens again. Um, you know, laces in. Brady Stevens, obviously, you know, doesn't like it. You say maybe a mental thing. It's a PAT. Kicks it. Barely makes it. You know, hooks it just inside. Looks ugly. I don't know. Whatever. What do you think? So, I mean, does something need to happen, like, differently? Or do you, is it just stay with the process, keep fine-tuning it? Or are they working on it, do you think, as we speak this week? I, I would definitely say they're working on it. And I'd, I would say one thing that I would do, and I think I think Brady Stevens would do too, I'm pretty close with him, and so I talk with him every week, um, usually a few days before games and then early in the week after games. But, um, you know, one thing I, I think 
he's probably doing now is, you know, when you're kicking off the sticks, oftentimes we give ourselves the perfect ball to kick, right? Laces out, perfect tilt and lean. Um, but I think it's important to, to kick them laces in just on the sticks in your everyday practice. Just kick a few of them. Get comfortable looking at that when you approach the ball. Uh, and that way in the game, it might not surprise you as much. And so I think that's a good way um, of, of helping yourself overcome that. Uh, going back to the golf, obviously when we're on the range, we give ourselves great lies, and then you get out on the course, and your lies aren't always going to be great. And so, you know, sometimes you just got to practice the, the not-so-ideal shots. Do you feel it in the foot when you kick the laces? Yeah, you you definitely can. And, you know, on a PAT, you're, you're kind of chip-shotting it anyways, but uh, deeper field goals, especially when you're hitting a little higher on the ball and you need to drive that ball a little more, uh, you'll definitely, you'll definitely feel the laces. Okay. Yeah, this is, this is interesting because I, I don't know, we were talking about it before Matt and I and Shannon, we we're saying, okay, I go in my mind, there should always be a adjustment ability of the holder. You know, um, yep. Simon should be able to catch it see what's happening as he's putting it down and be like, Oh crap. You know, and the quickly, yep. you know, like, like I, I equated it to Matt, uh, Matt knows how to actually build stuff correctly with construction. <laughs> well, I don't know. I, <laughs> I don't know if I'll go that far. But... I do, well, I don't. Okay, so <laughs> I get there and I, it turns out, I made okay. it look good. <laughs> yeah, right. It turned mine turn out. Okay. But let's use deck steps. Okay. Building deck steps. I've built enough of them. Something's always off. I don't know what happens with mine. A uh, stringer, one stringer, slightly different than the other three. And I oh, got, I thought they all looked the same on the sawhorse. And nope, no, they don't. And okay, now I'm adjusting it. Hey, it doesn't have to look nice to be code, though. <laughs> yeah, that's, that should be my, that's my motto. Yeah, right. It doesn't have to look nice. Just has to meet, it just has to meet code. Yeah. Good enough for who it's for. <laughs> or else, my else, yeah. But, you know, so you make, a, make adjustments and, uh, you know, you're cupping, you put a little board across the back or you're shimming, you know. So I'm saying in this, is there no, is there no adjustment like told to Simon? Like, hey, okay, I, yep, we know the way we do it. It should be seven yards, two and a half rotations. Boom, this should work. It should work. It should work. Well, you're out at Boise. It's sunny. And, you know, you, like you said, um, David Newberger's juiced up. Maybe got back there a little quicker. Is there... Is it just not an option to adjust that ball? Uh, but I know you did mention it, though. Maybe on the way down, they'll give it an eighth of a turn or a quarter turn. But is it not told to Simon, hey, you turn that thing at all? Or, I mean, are you guys just relying 100% on the snap and hold the timing of it? No, I, I mean, there are adjustments that you can make. And, you know, like I said, I, I would venture to say he, he slightly spins every ball that, you know, is facing sideways, essentially not straight back or, or laces out. Um, but I would guess, too, in practice, a lot, 80% of the time, David snaps are, are probably laces out, you know, and just getting back to that consistency in games and keeping that same speed. So it probably is difficult because most of the time in practice, it is laces out. Um, but you know, it's it's kind of a, a tough line to, to walk across because, you know, there's videos of, of people trying to spin the ball from laces in to laces out, and they fumble the snap, right? And then now we don't get the kickoff or it gets blocked, um, and it could be points going the other way. Um, but from what it sounds like, Simon has he has good hands and, and is a good holder, and so that might be something they start working on now. Um, but, 
you know, in the end, I think just Brady getting comfortable kicking laces when he has to, right? It's not, they don't want him to do it every single time. Um, but if it's on a PAT, he's still got to put them through and he knows that. And, and I think he'll be fine, but, um, it's kind of a tough line to walk across, honestly. Did you, did you kick laces many times in your career? I, I did a few times, honestly, like thinking back now, it's hard to remember, but I mean, I, I remember looking down and, and you'd see laces every so, every so often, but, um, Ross, Ross was really good. And, and honestly, Cade, if you would have spun it, I wouldn't even have noticed. Cade was a fantastic holder. Right. Well, I mean, the way we operate here, we like to make mountains out of molehills. Well, you know, yeah. <laughs> sometimes we do, and sometimes you know we don't yep. take stuff enough serious, you know, seriously enough, I guess. But um, yeah, Brady, no, this is great insight, though. I mean, you know, we we uh, yeah, like Kelly said, he uh, he alluded to the fact that you see the kickers at the beginning of practice, and you don't see them till the end of practice until they're kicking PATs for you in front of everybody. So um, yep. this is great insight for us and especially our listeners because we just need to know what what's going on so we can you know put some people at ease here that this isn't a systemic thing that's going to plague us all season that from what it sounds like uh you know brady has things dialed in and and coach kostic and knows how to deal with this and and the boys are going to be all right the rest of the season yep absolutely and um you know a lot of people probably don't know this and i don't know what other schools do but i mean we're at every single off season run and and lift and we do the same things that the wide receivers and d-backs do um we we do all that stuff we're doing the conditioning um and yeah like i said we're busy at practice i mean coach kostich he he gets the specialist group to buy in and we we review film on absolutely everything um so the specialist group they 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 do put the time in and they care um and i know obviously you know people probably know this but Brady Stevens does not like missing PATs. It, it gets to him, but but he has a quick mind and he can forget about it. Like I said, I'm not worried about him. He's going to learn from it, and uh, I think he's going to have a good season ahead of him. So, Brady, I echo that sentiment. The uh, best character trait of a kicker is a short memory. Yep. You start thinking about it, you don't want to get the yips, and you know yep. we certainly we certainly don't. Uh, see that happening here 45 for 45 last year you know a lot of confidence um, in Brady and uh, nothing like getting back on the field uh, after yep. uh, something like that happens thanks for spending some time with us uh, our development homes 360 guest has been former fighting Hawks kicker Brady Leach uh, great to hear from you Brady that what terrific insight this is this is what we hope to bring our listeners you know we're we're we call ourselves gonzo media here at UND Football 360. We are for the Chumbalones. Sometimes we dig into issues that are non-issues, and that's what we're here for. But we just uh, really appreciate your insight and your expertise on this today. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you guys for having me. It was a blast. That was a great segment, guys. Brady Leach giving us insight. Uh, the technical aspects of kicking. Yeah, 100%. It's something that, you know, kind of you don't know, and there might be an issue until, like, something boils up and then you miss a PAT and then oh wow what what's going on here and and I think I think Brady really gave us some reassurance that okay now everything's going to be fine maybe a few minor adjustments but you know just knowing the kicking routine and the kickers and what they do and and they're athletes too and, and you know they're they're they want to win the game just as much any as anybody else so um, 
Uh, great insight, though, because, you know, I, we were both on defense, Kelly. So, I mean, we, we were, you know, we knew offense, you know, how to defend it, and, and be, we knew defense, but – you know the kicking game. It's just the guys that kind of go and watch Oprah when we were <laughs> when we were <laughs> back in our too. day, right? Different story now. Different story. They did that. Yep, in the players' lounge, they'd be in there, and then they just filter out at period eighteen or so. <laughs> you know, that's <laughs> what they did. We're not only making it up, but and then we taunt them and their yeah. kicks. And <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I I did not know UND ran it like that. It was great insight. I didn't know they time up this you know the snap is supposed to be so many rotations the distance is seven yards it can be adjusted to seven and a half and the the holder should catch it in the right alignment i guess of the ball i did not know any of that you guys yeah me neither so let's talk about the break that is the fighting hawks idle week this week no game on saturday um they released an adjusted uh practice schedules pretty close to um what they usually do a little bit, a little bit different, maybe pushed back further in the week. Um, in a brief discussion with the head ball coach, he did say they're going to start putting some jackrabbit things in um, later in the week just to get a jump on that. And then next week is is business as usual. But um, let's get our football experts take on, you know, what is the most important thing in an idle week? Get healthy. You know, if there's any bumps and bruises, and you know, especially coming after a loss. Uh, a good uh, check on your fundamentals, you know, just, you know, some tackling drills, you know, up-tempo stuff beginning of the week and and uh, revisit all those things that, that were kind of monotonous during your two-a-days. Or we don't know, don't do two-a-days anymore, but, you know, in that those August days, just revisit some of that, especially going into a big week. Caden Dennis, get healthy. Isaiah Smith, get healthy. Right. The number and the second most important thing is recruiting. I can almost guarantee Thursday they will be heading out on the road because they got the weekend off. They'll be hitting Friday games and seeing their commits, number one, and their targets, number two. They'll be heading strategically to Wisconsin, I can almost guarantee it, Minnesota. If they're ambitious, they might even be heading down to Kansas, Kansas and Missouri, right down in that. Someone might head down there. Um, Iowa. I gar- Iowa. guarantee yeah. somebody will be in Iowa, probably Joe Powell. <laughs> like, those are all his guys, his whole his whole units down from Iowa now. But, um, yeah, recruiting's a big one on a bye week because they're going to get out and get see people, show their face, and, uh, you know, keep, keep your commits close. Talk to them. Make sure they're good. Everything's all right. Season's going good. But the, the – uh, and then what they're also doing, that this is, remember, I think we talked about this in the spring, recruiting. This is where the playmakers suddenly appear their senior year. Linemen, you kind of know what you got. Their lineman isn't going to flash. Okay, he's either good or he isn't. You probably knew already. This is where, Jesus, guy, have you heard about the kid down there? Caught eight balls for 184 yards. You should go check him out. Never heard of the kid, or you had him low on your list. All of a sudden, you go down there, meet with him, look at him a little bit in person. Like, geez, he is six two. Wow, you know mm-hmm. that type of thing. This is where the playmakers appear at this time of the year. And so, Danny Freund will hit Wisconsin, and suddenly he had a guy on his list, and he's hearing about him. Coaches are calling him, and he's taking a second look now when he heads down by Milwaukee. You know, things like that. This is. Also a time to get some of the twos and threes, maybe a few more reps in practice, uh, see what they can do, you know, um, with some time off. 
let's also uh, take a look. Uh, folks, we're going to be back with a full show uh, next week where we'll have our 360 game preview, and we're going to be talking about the Jackrabbits um, kickoff in Brookings on September 30th, 2.30 p.m. And, uh, Kelly, just a real quick look forward uh, to the Jackrabbits, and then we'll give Matt his shot as well. I think it's going to be a good game. Uh, they haven't looked as good as they looked last year, in my opinion. They've been a li little bit chink in the I don't know. Against Montana State, I watched the entire game. They just, I don't know. Their, their offense should have looked better than that, in my opinion. Montana mm -hmm. State didn't suddenly become NDSU up front right. over the course of a winter. Okay, so, But they were able to slow down SDSU pretty good up front, which was always the issue. So it'll be I'm, – I'm excited. I'm excited for the matchup. UND has looked good down in Brookings several times in a row, and I'm actually going to be working in the next week or two to see if I can get some tickets. Guys, I don't have them yet. I probably should have got them by now, but I want to get some tickets for that one. I think I might shoot down, what, two, two-and-a-half-hour drive? Yeah, two-and-a-half. Two-and-a-half from Fargo. It's, yep. it's being advertised as a sellout yep. um, by South Dakota State. They released that just yesterday. Um, in my experience is there's always tickets available somehow, um, right. you know, uh, particularly in an outdoor stadium. They have a lot of uh, walkable sites and everything. It's always a great atmosphere. We've talked about that before. Matt, your thoughts on the Rabbits? Uh, yeah, I agree. It's going to be a good game. I think, you know, they came off a big Drake win. So, you know, they, other than Montana State, you know, those guys really haven't been tested a whole lot. So I think it's an opportunity for us to uh, – you know, go down and punch them in the mouth right away, and 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 try to uh, get back on track, especially after after you know the loss to Boise. We have an off week. Uh, who did they play? Who this coming weekend? They're off to it. They're off too. The is off. The most of the Missouri Valley's yep. off. Okay, this is this All is right. the bye week. So the, we got to remember they we scored thirty five against these guys last year. Right. And so there is a I, template there to put points up. hundred percent. So I I think that. For any fans out there that are thinking, oh, man, we lost to Boise. We should have beat Boise, whatever. Um, we're going to certainly lose to the Jackrabbits. I don't think that's going to be the case at all. So I think it, we're, we're in for a good game. Guys are going to reset, uh, get dialed back in this week. And, uh, yeah, I'm looking for a good game in, in Brookings. And I think, Kelly, you said, yeah, we always – even back when we played, we always play well against an, uh, SDSU good in games. Brookings. Yeah, a lot of good always, games. Always yep. close, always tight games. Um, lots of history between the two programs, so there's a lot of pride there between both schools. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be an exciting game. We'll be back next week, Wednesday, with a full show. Uh, we want to take some time to thank our sponsors, Rumors Sports Bar, Grill, and Casino, Development Homes Incorporated, Thunder Lake Lodge of Reamer, Minnesota, and the Kelly Howe Agency, NODAC Mutual Insurance. Thanks for listening. Again, folks, always a pleasure to bring this to you. Um, you can reach us at undfootball360.com. Let us know who you want to hear from, what you want to talk about, or what you want us to talk about. And a reminder that UND Football 360 is recorded at the Three Run Single Media Studios in Rocking Horse Farm, Fargo. For more Fighting Hawks football coverage, visit undfootball360.com. Enjoy your week off. And that is it for us on behalf of Matt Nelson. And Kelly Howe, this is Shannon Schweiger. Go Hawks.